Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Close Traffic Podcast, our first podcast and live show of the year. Welcoming 2023 with you all today, this evening, tonight, this morning, wherever you all in the world. Um, gosh, man, we're, we're, we're one man down, aren't we, Charlie? We are, man. Poor Johnny. <laughs> Poor Johnny. So as you can see, especially for those of our uh, returning guests, we are uh, just two of us tonight. Uh, we're Johnny's the duo tonight. <laughs> we're the duo, not the trio. <laughs> Good old buddy Johnny is uh, unfortunately under the weather. So uh, Charlie and I is going to uh, kick off the new year with you all tonight. And we don't have a pack agenda. And it's funny, we were just joking about this before we started. We always say that, and we end up going two hours. <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. We don't have a packed agenda. You know, we were we were going through some things um as it relates to topics that we discussed over last year and you know we hit on this specific topic a few times throughout the year but we never really had like a dedicated show for it or a dedicated sort of you know segment for it and we said you know what let's talk about jets and in the as it relates to like the perspective of light jets, regional jets, biz jets, like obviously we talk about the big jets all the time, the major airliners all the time, but like I don't think we do enough due diligence as it relates to like the impact that light jets, biz jets, and regional jets have on the aviation game. Like they contribute to a large portion of what we know as aviation today in the real world. Obviously, we are a flight sim and real world podcast slash show, so we'll touch on it from the perspective of flight sim as well. But we definitely wanted to spend some time this evening to talk about, like, you know, how important these light jets, biz jets, and regional jets are to the aviation world, the aviation community. Um, Charlie, I think I want to kick it off today with the real world perspective. What do you think, man? Yeah, man, let's do it. I think I think that's probably the best place to start. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that, you know, you keep me honest, I think one of the things that I've noticed, you know, over recent years as it relates to, you know, some of these more in regards to, you know, light jets and, uh-huh. and biz jets is the technology that, you know, we, we have in them today. Um, the overall avionics packages that we have in them today when compared to some of the older airliners out there. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, obviously, when you think about the Dreamliner, you think about the A220, even though that's technically a regional jet, but some of those other newer airliners out there, they've got a whole host of, you know, great avionics packages, great technology within them. But, like, to me, when you look at, like, the Gulf Streams out there and some of those other business jets right and corporate jets out there they are leaps and bounds ahead oh, of the major airlines right it's, it's night and day like i remember watching gosh i think it was the it might have been the g6 i don't remember one of those i'll look it up here in a second they were doing a demo uh, uh around some of the capabilities and some of the avionics packages that's on board the aircraft and I was just blown away. Was that the um, thing down in Orlando or something? Or I think it was. Man, I saw that. It's unreal me, me technology here. in that thing. I think it was. But anyway, you know, yeah, it was the uh, it was a six fifty. Okay. Yep. 
let me look at this here the 650 er specifically and like not just like the avionics packages and the technology available to the pilots or the crew but even what's back there for the passengers man like, oh man talk about traveling in style right like it's, yeah look at that i mean it is it is just nuts imagine just chilling back there man bro captain up there just sending it taking a nap you just hanging out and and the range i think that's one of the other things like that catches me off guard every once in a while as well is like the range holy 7500 miles (laughs) exactly i had no clue exactly like the range that these business and regional and even light jets have is is remarkable like Holy it is smokes. it is flat out insane they are engineered so well so efficient um as it relates to you know some of the other bigger aircrafts out there uh-huh. it is uh it is just remarkable let me take a look at this one here specifically yes yeah, 7500 nautical miles 7500 nautical miles 7000 for the regular version uh-huh at mop Point nine. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Man, and not to mention it. a service ceiling of fifty-one thousand feet. Well, that's their max, right? And, yeah. You know, they don't actually. You know, some of the times when you take a look, especially if you take a look at FlightAware, you know, being the aviation nerd that we are, nerds that we are, most of the time they're up there in those flight levels. They're certainly cruising well above. Most of the major airliner traffic. Absolutely. Right. I see them a lot of times, you know, 42, 43,000. Yeah, man. If they're light enough, they will get up there in the five zeros, especially yeah. on those transatlantic uh, oh, crossings. Yeah. You know, once they burn off some of that fuel and if they're light enough, um, it just gives them flexibility around, you know, obviously navigating some of the other air traffic that's around. Yeah. Flexibility around navigating uh you know storms and 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 you know weather that may present as an issue for most of the other airliner traffic out there um it definitely allows them to be more flexible in their route planning um their scheduling and some of those other things um as it relates to that and but let's be honest we know who you know flies in these aircrafts most of the time right it's you know those 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 corporate folks yeah um you know at the end of the day i'm not saying you know any one person is more important than the other but a lot of these time a lot of the times these folks need to get to the other side of the world in a couple in a hurry. of hours <laughs> in a hurry in a moment's notice right um and you know let's be honest you your typical airliner um the logistics around booking an airline Absolutely. flight and going well, through the motion with what's that, going on right it's not going to happen. Exactly. We're going to get Answer. to that in a second, too. Yeah. Uh, HD, what's going on, man? Love some light jets. I know. HD, we what's know up, you HD? love some light jets, man. <laughs> he is a he is definitely one that Tom is not ashamed of uh, getting in the sim, getting on the stream, and sending those light jets. How you doing, HD? Appreciate you for uh, for stopping by. We'll get to some of the light jets and the and the. Uh, from the aspect of flight sim here in a second as well. Man, back to that 650 for a second. 103,600 <laughs> maximum takeoff pounds. Dude, that is nuts. Over 100,000 pounds. Of That's unreal. That for, is for nuts. Man. I didn't know the price tag on that booger, though. 
I'm sure it's we can find out here in a second. I'm trying to see it here. Oh my goodness. Up to 13 passengers, sleeps six in wow. three separate living areas. That thing's huge. It is huge. And it's like again, when you see them side by side with some of the other major airliners out there, like in per in, in that regard, it's not, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like when you look at it from the perspective of a light business jet, oh my goodness, man, this thing is more than capable. Absolutely. More than capable. It's gorgeous yeah. in here. It is. I've never really dove into one of them, but that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, and again, there are a ton of other light jets and biz jets out there for sure, but Let's kind of shift gears back to the airliner world for a second and talk about, like, where do we see the regional jet world playing out? Or how do we see the regional jet world playing out, you know, as we move forward here in time? Um, I think like, I'll, I'll go first. I think we're definitely going to continue to see a lot of consolidation. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, and I think we touched on this in our last show as well. If I'm not mistaken, there was some shakeup between American and was it SkyWest? I'm sorry, or American Eagle? Uh, I, I've slept since then. <laughs> uh, I was, think I'm trying to. I think there I was, it was SkyWest. It might have been. It might have been. But like, like here's a sample breakdown of what's out there today. So obviously, we know from a regional jet standpoint, your core, like you've got the um, the CRJ 200, 700, 900 for the most part. You've got the 135, the Embraers, right? The 135s, yeah. the 145, the 170, the 175, and then you've got a few, at least in the domestic front, a few 190s and 195s. I know JetBlue, if I'm not mistaken, flies the. 195 but technically they're not a regional airline and haven't been for quite some time but um from a regional standpoint right those are your like six core um core uh core aircrafts along those fleets would you believe like let me let me pose it as a question first who do you think right so out of uh american eagle delta connection united express skywest who do you think has the most regional jets mm. who has the biggest fleet size in regional jets give me your best guess i would almost say probably sky west because they got a bunch close really yeah it's a it's american eagle really american eagle second is sky west huh second that's interesting west. yeah but like they, they've got a, a, a is it a huge gap or no it's not that much different i think it their fleet size is 205 for eagle and then sky west it looks like i'm trying to add up the numbers here give me a second it looks like about 185 also, they're close. Correctly. yeah they're pretty close they're close so it's 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 uh it's not a huge gap but in regards to like where we see sort of the regional market going, by any means, am I a you know 
analysts in the aviation world, but just reading some of the articles that are out there and talking to some of the folks that are actively in the industry um, and this segment specifically of the industry, I think they see that as well. Like, I think we're going to continue to see some consolidation. Heck, man, we're seeing it even on the uh, major side, right? We know JetBlue is uh, is going to be acquiring Spirit here or, or has. I don't know if it's been... Uh, Minty Fresh, yet. Minty Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, with the shake, the shakeup is happening, and I think mm-hmm. it will continue to happen. That's for sure. Um, Man, that's going to be huge, though, for JetBlue. Holy smokes, dude! That definitely puts them in another segment of the market. Like, they're going to the be products they offer. It's just it's untouched. The Hands down. Offers. Hands you know, down, like I've never know. even flew on them. I mean, just you could just tell the marketing right. stuff like that. Man, you and I know very well, as well as Johnny and some of the folks that have uh, <laughs> tuned in before. I could spend an hour on what JetBlue provides, but we we won't go there today. Um, Maybe incredi- next episode. Incredibly, yeah, next episode. <laughs> All about JetBlue. Tune in. <laughs> just be Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Just me in a monologue talking about JetBlue, bro. Like they're paying me to do so. (laughs) Um, I think like there's also concern. You know, I was reading something else the other day as well. Concern around just like the regional market in certain areas from a demand standpoint has uh, certainly dropped off. Um, And if you think about it, it's really attributed to some of these other major airliners out there, um, you know, picking up some of those regional routes as well. Like if you think about it and it's kind of been like this for quite some time, I'll pick a route, for example, like between LAX and Las Vegas, you would think the distance of that route, right. And, you know, some of the other factors contributing to that, you would mark that as, you know, something that you could probably, from an airliner standpoint, probably make more money um, and, you know, kind of bringing your costs a little bit by sending regional jets out there. But in fact, it's quite the opposite. It's, you know, most of the that segment is consumed by the major airlines, Mm -hmm. Southwest, United. Delta, Spirit, and hell, even Frontier has gotten into the mix. Mm-hmm. Like you, you take a look at the flight schedule between LAX and Vegas; it's insane, and it's mostly packed with major airlines. And then you take a look at some of the more, you know, smaller, definitely blatantly in your face, a regional airport or a regional market, and even those segments are starting to be taken up by you know, the major airlines out there. So I definitely think that's part of the contributing factor to like why we're going to continue to see a consolidation of regional airlines um, here in the future. Do hmm. you think the the thing about it is the planes are bigger than a regional jet? Is people be more swayed to go on a 320 or a 7.3 or, than a CRJ? No, you bring up a good point. I don't know if it's more so about the people, but the airline probably says, hey, we can make more money 
packing yeah. a bunch of the like, the demand is certainly there, right? So we can yeah. pack you know 180 people in a 321 more comfortably, right? More com- they don't give a damn about how comfortable. They will. They see a fat boy like me in a <laughs> CRJ, <laughs> like Tommy Boy in that coat. <laughs> they don't give a damn about how comfortable we are, man. Be in the back of that no, CRJ. They got that money. <laughs> chugging the biggest, man. They could give a damn. Um, <laughs> no, but like they definitely serve to to you know make more money packing 180 people in a 321 than sending I don't know four 175s out there. So that's probably it as well. Um, it's just odd, right? Because the 321's freaking range is what double that, maybe triple that, depending on you know what 321 you're talking about, especially if we get into the Neo range. Mm -hmm. Um, it's uh, I don't know, it's definitely interesting. That is interesting, definitely interesting. interesting. Spin on it, and I don't know. Well, I think we'll continue to see that (sighs) light jets. We had this conversation offline. Gosh, what was this? Two days ago now, man? Yeah. We were talking about, oh, it, it stemmed from, and this video, <laughs> this video is no longer up on on, on, the, on YouTube for whatever reason, but I don't know how many of you, we're switching gears to flight sim right now, how many of you, you know, follow X-Plane and, and, and Austin and some of the, uh, you know, and I mean this in a, a, a good way, right? The shenanigans that he he posts on his channel. Well, one of the recent shenanigans um, had to do with, I think the title was something along the lines of like, why the hell is the Cirrus Vision Jet so slow or something to that nature? Uh, oh, there goes a stock in the chat. <laughs> What's up, Johnny? What's up, Johnny? What's going on, man? With the um, eyes. With the eyes, as always. Uh, yeah, something along the lines of like, why the hell is this airplane so slow? And like, man, it was definitely eye opening. We've all joked about how freaking slow that vision jet is, right? Especially, Especially with the, the spoilers price tag. out. <laughs> <laughs> Especially man, when she you was still cr- climbing, though, bro. <laughs> still trying, man. Little engine that could <laughs> still trying. Oh. Um, but like we, we, you know, we've flown in, we know how, how slow the thing is. It's like, it's not a surprise to the world. Like you, you understand that and you know that, but like the surprising thing is the why, um, and you know, Austin sort of broke it down. Like, you know, the engineering behind the, the vision jet, um, and some of the choices that Cirrus made when designing and implementing the vision jet. And it was just like, man, like why the hell would someone pay five million dollars plus for that and you can have another aircraft a lot more capable double the the capacity and double the useful load and you know double everything for about the same price maybe a little bit more and hell if you go into the turboprop range less than you know less than that um or exactly the same price you know give or take so it's uh it was definitely out listen I think we all know, right? If you've tuned in before, I am a Cirrus fan through and through. I love their fleet. I love the SR series. I love the Vision Jet. Um, the G2 is freaking phenomenal. If if Cirrus doesn't do anything right, which they do a ton right in my opinion, but if they didn't do anything right, their aircrafts certainly have curb appeal. Mm-hmm. Freaking amazing just sitting there looking at them. MD10, what's going on, man? Hope you're doing hey, welcome, well. Happy welcome. New Year. Thanks for tuning in. 
um like they they are certainly easy on the eyes uh, and then not to mention you've got the cap system right that makes everyone feel all snugly inside and they're a little bit more safer than any other aircraft out there where let's be honest is it really that much safer i don't know i think some would even argue that the cap system causes um you know pilots to be a little less um how would you put that nicely Cognizant. Uh, not, not necessarily cognizant but like you know the the sort of the the quickest thing to do is right to pull a shoot oh yeah i'm in trouble i'm in trouble pull a shoot versus actually yeah. working the problem. the problem and you know going through all that um and you know finding your your landing your, your appropriate landing spots and some of those other things listen at the end of the day man you, if you got to get the thing down you got to get the thing down doesn't do, matter what yeah. you you know you have to do but, but if anyway, you're in that situation what would you it, do? It depends, bro. Like, I would work the issue. Like, listen. Like, if you <laughs> had a chance to land instead of pulling, would you land? I would land the aircraft, and I, I think that's too. what you're supposed to do. I think that's Absolutely. even how they... That's what they you do in a Cessna? <laughs> exactly, right? Aircraft's where you actually have Basic no choice. Aeronautics. You, you've got to do what you got to do. So, I, again, complacent, I think, was the word I was looking for. Yeah, that's like, a good it, word. It definitely... And there are studies, and there are conversations, and literature written about the cap system within the Cirrus aircraft. And listen, Cirrus is not the only one with a cap system, right? But they're mm -hmm. definitely the most known. Um, how the cap system makes pilots a little bit more uh, complacent um, as it relates to, you know, flying the aircraft in emergency situations. But anyway, I digress. Coming back to why we brought up Cirrus <laughs> to begin with. Like, and the conversation we had offline a couple of days ago was like, you know, you had $5 million to spend would you go and buy that G2, Charlie? Mm, no, I wouldn't. I would definitely look at the market a lot closer. Uh, yeah, man. It's like that's part of what Austin was talking Actually, about. Actually, I just holler at Johnny, and he'd have me something here tomorrow. <laughs> he'd, <have laughs> he'd, find, your, he'd find some he'd deals out your there. front door, bro. <laughs> As long as ain't no Mewtwo or Mewtwo, whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> you guys in the market for an airplane, you tell Johnny your budget. What your mission is, he'll have it to you at your front door, man. Yep. Just uh, <laughs> just cut the check. Tomorrow, just cut him the check. <laughs> <laughs> just cut the check, man. We'll have it to you. Um, no, I think you're right. And it wasn't up until, like, you know, and again, I don't know, Johnny, while you're you're over there, um, you know, in the chat, man, let us know. Has has that video surfaced again, or is it, like, completely gone? I, don't, I think Cyrus gave Austin, seen it. Austin a cease and desist, but... <laughs> It was very informative. It was like up until that video, I was like, you know, I had five million bucks outside of everything else. That's probably a little bit more important that I would do a five million bucks, but like five million bucks to buy an aircraft. I don't know, man. That G2 was definitely number one on my list. But after that video, I'm like, I got to go look at other things. He says, nope, it's gone. It's gone. That is hilarious, man. They served him some papers or something. Yeah. Straight. 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 They hollered at him, boy. <laughs> That lawyer's called him on the, on the double time, <laughs> on, bro. On his personal cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Austin didn't even get that out, and they found him, bro. Like, I don't know. They didn't call Laminar. They called Austin. <laughs> <laughs> they called Austin directly. But, like, you know, like, some of his, his content and his videos are, like, out there. And, again, if, like, if you don't get Austin, then it probably would run you, you know, rub you the wrong way or you think it's a little odd. But that's him, man, like. That is him, and he's you know continues Dude, to be successful smart. and a genius man. Wicked smart, a genius. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, he was throwing out some terms that I've never even heard of before, but um, which is not saying much. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely eye opening. Um, definitely made you like reconsider, you know, the topic of the topics, the fleet of aircraft that are out there, and sort of what the available options are to you. And one of the things that he mentioned, or his part, I forgot who it was. Who's that other guy that he has in his videos sometimes? Johnny mentioned him today. I forgot the name. Um, but oh, like, what's his name? Um, one of the, he does a lot of his camera work, don't he? I th I think so. I don't know. He'll throw it in the chat here shortly. One of the things he said was like. Do the people buying this aircraft know this? <laughs> it's like <laughs> they have all this money to spend. Why would they go and spend that? Like, right? Considering, and again, it's, it wasn't it, Mike Brown. There you go. Appreciate right. you, man. It wasn't anything to do with like why the Vision Jet isn't, you know, as safe as other aircrafts or anything of that nature. It's just like for the money that you're spending, you've got far more capable aircrafts out there. Um, I don't know. Definitely eye opening. Like, to me, I, I, I probably would buy a PC-12, to be honest. Or maybe even, uh, you know, a, a TBM. What are the TBMs running you these days? Like 4.5? Yeah. Something along those lines? But man, I don't know. Man, that's tough. That's that's a tough call. Really? How come? Enrique, what's going on, man? Good to good to see you. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in. If I, was, if I was there and I was picking between a PC-12 and a G2, I would definitely move towards the G2. All right, let's do some let's do some quick research. What? So but I love the TBM the PC, too. The PC twelve NG is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I should say. Let's see. What are they running these days? Don't get me wrong; that thing is a little, in my opinion, slightly underpowered as well. It is. So eighteen hundred nautical mile range, max cruise, true airspace two ninety. Got a takeoff distance of about twenty eight hundred feet. So that's where that thing shines. You can get into smaller places. Yeah, max payload twenty two hundred. Service ceiling about thirty thousand, which is about the same as the yeah. G two. Uh, max passengers ten plus one pilot. I think the PC twelve carries more. A PC twelve. Sorry, the yeah, the PC twelve carries more than the G two. Hmm. That's a tough call, man. It is a tough call. Listen, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, when you're looking at it at like face value, it's like, why the hell would I buy a turboprop over a jet? But like when you really sit there and break it down like Austin did, hell man, I don't know. All right. So the vision jet 1400 on the payload, max seven passengers. The crew true airspeed is only about 15 knots faster. It's got uh, max range of 1275. Like I mentioned, the PC 12 is at 1800 with more pass, with more packs, and more useful. And the takeoff distance is about 2000. Takeoff distance for so the G2 can get up a little quicker, but again, it, you know, it, it doesn't hold as much. Hmm. So now it just boils down to okay, what are the cost considerations? So how much there you go. There what does the NGX cost? So the NGX. Ooh. <laughs> well, never mind. You're Sticker priced, shock. <laughs> you're priced out. Really? I mean, if that's your budget, you're priced out. The NGX is seven point one mil. 
I was not aware of that. That's crazy. So for, okay. So for a little less on the capability standpoint and about a $2 million cost savings, the G2 is probably the way to go. But again, like Johnny mentions all the time, at the end of the day, it's about what your mission is, right? Absolutely. I think, I don't know, like there probably is a little bit more, you know, they always say like the Vision Jet is probably like the next step up after the SR, right? The SR-22. It's very easy to transition for existing Cirrus pilots, so on and so forth. I think for the purposes of like, you know, leisure and family vacation and some of those other things, the Vision Jet is probably more aligned with that mission. Whereas the PC-12, you've got a lot of folks that actually use that for commercial use. Yeah. Uh, folks like Boutique and some of those other smaller outfits out there. So, eh, it's probably on par with, with what the missions are. Um, yeah, man, I didn't mean to derail us. I definitely, it was definitely I. No, that's interesting. We, though. We've been talking about light jets and biz jets. And, you know, we saw that video from Austin this week, despite the fact that it's no longer there. <laughs> uh, and it really had me doing some thinking. What about the Honda jet? Let's mm. see. That's about on par with the Vision Jet, right? In terms of pricing. I can't remember what that thing went for. It is about 5.4. So that's on par. I thought it's it was closer par. to 6, but yeah. What about... Heck, if it works for t- Maverick, man, I'm game. <laughs> Tom Cruise it works with Tom Cruise I can do it That's I'm, I'm it. with it See, and here, here's what Cirrus is going to sell you on though because it looks like I'm trying to find some of the uh, the useful load information some of the other stuff six occupants 420 knot true airspeed yeah right yeah one no pilot way. minimal fuel. <laughs> Hell no. Two hundred knot tailwind. Exactly. Unless that one of the sim is just significantly underpowered, which I doubt. Uh, I'd say it's fairly close. I mean, it looks like the S model starts at about three. So I don't know. So I don't know. It looks like capability-wise in terms of performance and, and useful load and some of the other stuff, it's, it's pretty much on par with the Vision Jet. Here's what Cirrus is going to sell you on, though, the fact that they've got one engine, right? So less yeah, maintenance, less what? fuel costs. What happens when that thing flames out? That's why they gave you the cap system. That's it. <laughs> That's At least the Honda they... Jet, you got something over you there got... that might work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell you, oh, two, but it might work. <laughs> two inches is better than one. Not really, man. You know, you lower your maintenance costs, you lower your fuel costs, especially with rising fuel. And all those fails, we got your cap system. The Honda Jet doesn't have that. So I don't know, guys. Like, you know, we're half kidding here. At the end of the day, I think it just depends on the mission. I think I won't it, ever have to worry about making <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it don't matter. Exactly, man. Uh, buy me a Cessna 150 for about 40 grand. Still here trying to figure out how to buy a Cessna, man. It's definitely (laughs) not a problem for us right now. Um, I just think it's interesting, man. Like the capabilities out there, and the you know, absolutely, there there are endless you know choices out there as it relates to like 
fitting the mission, fitting the profile, understanding exactly what you want, what you need, what you want to get out of it. It's there. So appreciate you guys for uh, for tuning in this evening. We are uh, on with the, you know, our good buddy Charlie here and Mike. Uh, our good friend uh, Johnny is in the chat. Say hello to him, uh, but is recovering there. He's a little bit under the weather. Uh, but definitely wanted to kick the uh, the year off with you all. Say hello. See how you guys were doing in a conversation right now about just overall jets, man. Like, you know, again, not in the perspective of some of the bigger airliners and bigger jets out there that we tend to talk about all the time, but really honing in on, you know, those other smaller, lighter jets out there that really make up a, uh, a large subset of the aviation community. So we've, we've talked about it here for the last 30 minutes in the perspective of like the real world you know light jets regional jets biz jets etc let's take it to flight sim for a minute what do you think charlie let's go because like i think we are certainly starting to see a shift as it relates to the demand in um you know regional light jets across flight sim as well as the developers out there fulfilling that demand. Now, I think like with anything else, you've got a wide range of like quality versus, you know, let me just get you something in that you can get in and, and fly and putz around in and look at the exterior model and say, hey, this is a version of fill in the blank jet. So, you know, and again, that's like, that's with everything we've seen across flight sim. Um, so without spending too much time into that, let's definitely hit on some of the the ones that are out there now and, and the things that are on the roadmap for some of these developers out there across the sim platforms. We've talked about like the Vision Jet and the Honda Jet at length, I think. We talked about it last time. We've touched on it a little bit here. Um, obviously, as you all know, Flight FlightFX makes a, a great rendition of both of those aircrafts for uh, the models. Microsoft 2020 platform. Just really, really uh, phenomenal models. I think, yeah, the Honda Jet was recently updated, right? We know that. Um, I believe there's a G2 update coming soon. There's a G2 update, I believe, on Thursday coming to the 2020 marketplace for the Vision Jet, which fixes a bunch of bugs and stuff. But the Honda Jet, I think, was the most significant update, right? With the introduction of uh, the VNAV profile. Um, what was it also called? Um, oh. They introduced some. Uh, is it a hold on, man? Elite something essentially gives you more like you're able to switch between the options to give you more fuel capacity, more payload. Uh, let's see. Let me see. And I mean, um, they're going to keep getting better when Microsoft, you know. Yeah, I don't remember. What's in that avionics update? Yeah, again, the primary sort of, yep, the E2. There you go. Thank you, Enrique. E2. Yes, you thank you, thank you. Uh, the E2, the, with the introduction of E2, um, the better auto throttle, VNAP profile, yes. a bunch of different things that they did. Uh, Enrique says regional airplanes are very popular here in the Bahamas. Oh, for sure, man. I, I can imagine, again, you know, outside of the u.s there is certainly a 
um, a heavy market and a heavy need for uh, regional airplanes and, and even biz jets and light jets. Like, again, I, I think we like as a community and as aviation enthusiasts, we sleep on them a little bit, right? Cause they're not the 737s and the Airbuses and the, you know, the Dreamliners and the, you know, the 747s, although they're not making those anymore of the world. So I think we, we sleep on sort of the regional jets and the biz jets and the light jets. And to me, man, like they're, they're, they're flat out incredible and definitely needed across the aviation industry in general. Um, they definitely is a demand for them. Just depends on where you are. Um, so again, the Honda jet was updated. I haven't taken it for a spin yet. Have you? Yeah, I flew it. The auto throttle definitely works way better than it used to. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was smooth. I had no issues. VNAV worked. Uh, hmm. I was thoroughly impressed. So, this was their specific VNAV without 2020's I improvement to the VNAV? So. I'm not oh, that's 100% pretty, sure. That's interesting. So, that's interesting. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, man. Hats off to them. They do some, some really good work. They, uh, incredible work. Incredible work. I love right. both of those aircrafts. So that's that. And then what else do we have out here? Uh, the 650. We've, we've talked about Hot oh. Star 650 at length. The freaking aircraft is incredible. We know that, uh, you know, Hot Start is going to have to cut Johnny at, uh, uh, what is that, a, a W-2 here soon. So he falls taxes the way he's been flying that thing, right? Checks in the mail, bud. Checks in the mail. W-2s in the mail. I mean, like. Really... He ain't the only one been flying it, though. <laughs> we gonna let the cat out of the bag or what? And I've been flying it, so I've I've been trying uh, to fly it. I, I think that's a better term for it. Like me I'm, and Johnny I'm, got our Christmas wish. Mike finally I'm, put I'm plane twelve on. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was the last conversation we had before uh, yeah. the end of the year. So yeah, well, I guess let me give that update. I have finally got him, Johnny. We got him. Finally. <laughs> Uh, purchase and installed X Plane 12, and definitely loving it. I will. I will say I'm. I'm eating crow a little bit. Um, you know, I, again, like, for me, like I, there was never a doubt in terms of the flight dynamics. A little bit more polished, you know, sim overall versus 2020. That is very still. You know, still, still very still. Very still. Very. Oh my gosh, I can't talk today. <laughs> I can't speak still, <laughs> still in its infancy. Let's say that. Um, as it relates to, you know, the progression of that platform. Again, there is a roadmap the size of Texas that, you know, Microsoft continues to work through and continues to improve on um, great features and functionalities to come for sure. Um, but but X-Plane, you know, is definitely a, a lot more polished from a, a flight simulator standpoint. Um, however, I always thought, you know, when you take a, a step back and, and look at the overall like you know what is good on the eyes right in terms of actually going out there um especially in the in the realm of ga flying 2020 always had you had you beat but explain has stepped up man explain 12 has stepped up i'm i'm very impressed with the clouds i think they still need more work and they will continue to be worked um the overall um live weather works pretty well i haven't had an issue with it at all it's been spot on um and some of these other things that we've needed you know other platforms out there to like inject right 
clouds and, and weather and, you know, some of these other things out there that we've always had to rely on shaders to make the platform look a little bit more polished and true to life. Uh, you don't need that stuff anymore. Definitely don't. You still need ortho and, you know, happy that all my ortho was able to work for the most part. Um, definitely looks incredible. So we'll, we'll continue to fly it. I, I got a, a new PC coming here that will make the performance a little better. So looking forward to that. But yeah, it's been a, a hell of a ride. Let me get to some of the chat here. Uh, AMR is on. What is going on? Welcome. Good to see you. 2020 crashes too much for me. X-Plane is a much more stable. I've heard that too, man. It just depends. I think it depends. Well, and that's why like you've the... had the reverse though. Exactly. Exactly. You've and had that... the reverse. X-Plane's been way harder on your PC than 20. Way harder. And I've got See, mine, I've never have a problem in that 650 like you know. See, and, and 2020's never had an issue with. And, See, and, I, and you have issues all the time in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the it's the weirdest oh, thing. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Like again, I think. Gosh, my graphics card is what five years old now. I've got a 1080 Ti, uh, i7 8700K CPU, right? Not the best thing in the world, but certainly not a slouch either. And it runs 2020 on high settings just well. But I can't get X Plane 12 to run above 30 frames when I'm lucky. I think if I'm lucky, I, I, I max out at about 30 frames. So I don't know. I don't That's know. Welcome great. back, Mike. I see you. Yeah, HD, man. I'm, I'm, 4K you know, streams coming soon. <laughs> we'll try to put that out there, man. Telling lies. <laughs> Spreading propaganda. <laughs> Where was exactly it I was coming in that I really had a problem with explaining? Oh, it was Atlanta. Yeah, when I landed in Atlanta. And the... Was it the Tolis? Are you running uh, the Nimbus Atlanta Serenary Airport? No, I'm I know on stock. The only thing I have in my is just the V states. It's V states now, and um, the aircraft. God, maybe it okay. was a Zebo. Did I plant the Zebo? The Zebo has been heavy on on the sim for me as well. Not as heavy as the 650, but the Zebo has certainly been. I think it was the Zebo because that's the first flight I did in it, and. Yeah. Um, of course, it was raining. The weather was nasty in Atlanta, so that had a lot to do with it. And got the the water on the runways and all that. But it was she was struggling. Yeah. Hey, Amar, this that's interesting. We should talk about this a little bit. So X Enviro, listen, I've 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 used X Enviro. I've never truly been a fan of X Enviro. My PC I've, couldn't handle it. I it, that's number one. I think from a performance standpoint, it was just always way too heavy on anyone's sim i think some of the textures and some of the other things associated with x Enviro was never really on par with the price they've been charging for it but i used it anyway because of the things we mentioned before right until x-plane 12 you never really had seasons and some of those other yeah. things that you wanted to inject to really bring the sim closer to real life you are still finding the need to use X and Viral and X Plane 12 AMR. That's 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 interesting, especially considering how impactful it is on the the performance of the sim. That is that is definitely yes. The winter was the worst. Winter was definitely the worst. But I, like I I feel like for snow, I thought X Plane 12 has snow now. 
I haven't flown in snow yet in the sim, but I, I thought either. I thought it had snow. Uh, HD says X plane teleport still need work. I'm loving the zebra right now. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I think we're going to get there. I think there's still some fine tuning that needs to happen. I'm on beta one now. Um, not beta one. What the hell am I talking about? Twelve point oh something. I don't remember the latest thing that beta version that came out. I think it was on Sunday. So I'm running that, and yeah, I did I have notice- an updated mine. Yeah, slightly improved performance, slightly better looking clouds as well. So they are they are certainly getting there. I'm waiting for volumetric lighting. I think that is certainly going to push the needle a little bit. I'm told it is available and you can enable it via data refs, but I think it still needs some some tweaking. See, I'm not getting in all that. <laughs> Charlie's like nope. I'm a, I'm a, I can build anything, but I'm a plug and play when it comes to <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh Amar says 2020 still needs proper seasons. It's been two years already. Yeah, yeah. I'm I i do not I, I thought I've seen like I tell you what 2020 needs taxiway work. It, like, yeah, they're, they're that bigger fishes to fry for, for sure. Like the taxiway work. The night lighting on some of these default airports are atrocious. Get rid of them like, ugly planes. Come on, man. Yeah, those default looking ridiculous <laughs> planes, those have to go. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot of cleaning. There's a lot of cleanup work that needs to happen within that sim. And that's why I say, like, X-Plane uh, is definitely far more polished from a sim platform standpoint. Um, love the SR-22, by the way, in that plane, like. Oh, I haven't flew it. Have you flew it? Oh, it's nice. I took it for it? a spin. I took it for a spin. Of course, I might go get it. Of course, man. <laughs> I might as well have serious stamped on my forehead, dude. <laughs> that's the first. I think that's the first thing they put you in when you fire up the sim. If I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, I just hit that. I just hit that. <laughs> my man Charlie said, "Skip." <laughs> Give me that tolus. Let's go. <laughs> go start my stream. All right, man. Take care, HD. Have a good stream, man. See you, Bob. Uh, have you tried the new world traffic? version not. no i don't mess with world traffic i am using what the hell is this thing called i'm even using fsltl traffic injector that thing is awesome i wish more sim platforms had that so that is um essentially right you can inject traffic models into the sim so I'll use it for vatsim i fly on vatsim all the time or if you just don't want to fly on vatsim you can use it just to inject more you know realistic traffic and models into the sim itself so that's what i'm using uh got rid of traffic global use world traffic now yeah there's so many of those platforms out there as it relates like i can't even keep up but i found one that i'm able to adjust on the fly at any time could you know increase or limit the number of traffic i have in the sim turn it completely off when i'm on that sim so i think that right now suits my needs but yeah, man. So that was my little quick update. I'm I'm, I'm back in X Plane. Huge fan. X Plane 12 is definitely uh definitely awesome. I posted a traffic injector. I tried 2020 killed my performance. Mine See? too. And I really installed it. Oh my gosh. I haven't had any Load issues. Up Atlanta. <laughs> what do you guys have it set to? Uh, I've got a very moderate. Like I think like it's set to like five on some of the traffic. Static traffic is set to like two or three. I don't have it. I maxed think that's out. what I had it at. See, that's funny, man. Like, but a lot of mine's my graphics card. I mean, it's just yeah, but you have no issue with X Plane. That's true. And I do. 
So it's the world's mystery it's when weird. it comes to flights, <laughs> man. Like I don't think no other genre of like you got Johnny never has liquor problems. John, I don't know, man. He's got something going on with that PC that he's he's got that thing well tuned. I think it's heavy on the CPU. What's that? The traffic thing? Traffic, yeah. Uh, Okay, maybe that's why I don't have an issue. But you know what? I haven't tried it with DirectX 12. And then remember, when's the last time you guys tried it? Because they've had several updates. It's been a while. Throw it in again. Hell, it's. Is it free? I don't yeah, it's free. It. it is free. Yeah, it's I mean, free. throw it in again. It's a quick install. You don't even have to run it. Turn it off when you want. I think it's pretty cool. No, I yeah. loved it. It just it killed my performance. That's why I just like, eh, hmm. I'll stick with the ugly planes. <laughs> been a minute. I Try know, it. man. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been an X-plane. I... <laughs> yeah, again, I'm waiting for the PC to get here, man. We'll fire X-plane to a backup. I think... Tomorrow we'll definitely get a Honda Jet trial. We'll see. Um, speaking of hot start, so one of the other news that I don't know if it broke this week. I think folks kind of knew before, but I found out. I think we found out this week. They are making a uh, an A220. It's coming. Yeah, we need some sound effects in this damn place. We do. We need to. I was trying to make a little clap or thing. something. Yeah, we gotta get a stream deck. Hold <laughs> 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 on, I might have something here. Uh, what the hell is this? I don't know what that is. <laughs> no, that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. Oh! <laughs> 8220. Introducing the 8220. My hot start. No, let me stop, man. That was. Really... <laughs> oh, Lord. Max no, went rogue. <laughs> what you drinking tonight? Drinking water, man. I haven't, had, I haven't poured my whiskey yet. It's coming, though. Um. No, like I, I listen. Anything hot star touches is oh. is, is Johnny says stop, Mike. I know. <laughs> oh, DJ. DJ. <laughs> man, if that's uh, how I DJ, they throw me out of every man. event. Dude, are you kidding me? You wouldn't be getting me, no gigs, bro. Tell me to never come back. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> DJ oh, Mike, what they call him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I forgot my trade. Oh, yeah, 220. Oh, two, two. <laughs> <laughs> 220. I start. Like, no timing yet. I think, you know, definitely something we probably won't see until mid 2024 at the earliest, if I was a yeah. betting man. Um, but like we know, they're gonna come correct, right? I mean, look at what the hell they did to that 650 and the uh, the TBM. Can and... you imagine the 220? <sighs> well, what Listen, they've done with the 650? Just I think, think about that, man. We've said to this Lord. day, Hot Start produces the best rendition of a light corporate jet in any desktop PC. Absolutely, bar none. Man, heck, you'll be I able to think, change the oil and the, tur- the turbines on that 220. I, <laughs> I think this is where we're going to say Hot Start has the best airliner, bar none, in, on a desktop PC in, 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 in all of Flight Sim. Because, like, for a long time, we've been talking about FS Labs and PMDG and even Phoenix that has come on the scene. Mm. 
and that 220 won't be a 737 or the other Airbus series that are out there, thankfully, because we do need something else. But I think we're going to be able to say that is going to be the best rendition of a airliner on a desktop PC to date. Like I, I, I don't even, I can't even begin to imagine what the hell they're going to do with that thing. It's going to be incredible. Man, it's going to be insane. I mean, it is, hey. it is going to be incredible. It's for X Plane Twelve, right? Is that what they said? I believe so. But yeah, it, it's going to be incredible. But I'm sure they'll they'll uh, they'll keep us up to date. Because there's already one being developed for 2020. Uh, oh, who's that? I'm mm. uh, looking here. They were part it's... of Fly by Wire, wasn't they? Is it? I just remember seeing 220X or something in the Fly by Wire. No, who the hell is that? No, what the hell? no, it's not there. Let me look like, at this. Let me do some googling. Uh, the hell is their name? Synaptic Simulation. Yeah, there you go. Synaptic Simulation. What is this supposed to come out? I don't know. Let's talk about some of these regions. The last thing I see was from April 29th of last year. Of last year, yeah. Under news. And even before that, the last thing was like December 1st, 2021. So who the hell knows? Let's talk about some of these regional jets for a minute for 2020. So we also know Flight Sim Studio is releasing their E-Jet series. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it's been in collaboration with Aerosoft and our friends over at X-Crafts. I think there is a early access product being deployed or releasing for availability gosh next week on the 10th um i don't first of all how do you feel about providing access to products that aren't really yet complete and we're not talking about necessarily like you know this is the initial beta or some of these other things where you know like you're under an nda or you know it's just a closed off group of folks that kind of work through this this is actually them saying hey we're putting this aircraft out there be advised it's not quite complete yet we're still gonna take your money but i understand what you're signing up for like that has never really sat well with me now at the end of the day no one's forcing you to buy the thing right no no. But I just, I just, I don't know, that, that model has never really sat well with me. And then not only that, like, some of the things that I'm reading in here about it are are not even going to be released anytime soon. So, for example, VNAV. Yeah. I mean, can you fly a jet wow. without VNAV? Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. But when you get into the category of regional jets, I mean... It got to have a freaking working VNAV. And like, and you and I were talking just before we went live. Like, I'm, I'm always getting tired of the excuse or excuses that we continue to hear about, like, what 2020 isn't and what it doesn't provide and this and that and that. When other developers have 
been able to figure it out. Like, exactly. VNet for me is a pivotal part of operating the EJet. Like, absolutely. You've got to have that stuff. And again, I'm not saying that it doesn't. Like, I would sacrifice textures for VNAV. Yeah. Like, some of these other things you have in here, we don't really need. To me, don't release it without it. If you can't get it figured out or worked out, and maybe that's why Synaptic or whoever they are hadn't, you know, released it yet or hasn't come on to provide an update in a while, maybe it's VNAV is the issue or some of these other things that this eJet is not going to provide. Like that's that's a core component of an airliner, bar none. And I know it's a regional aircraft, but most of the folks flying this thing are gonna be flying it under airliner colors. So Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not knocking them at all. I'm just providing a perspective and an, and an opinion here at the end of the day. But I would, I don't, I wish them well. They're, folks are still gonna sell like hotcakes, that's for sure. Absolutely. We've got no rendition of a of a of an eJet in the 2020 today. So, and then the texture work looks really phenomenal. I give it them does. that. The textures look amazing. I will give them that, but kind of hard to screw up textures in 2020 so i don't know how but much it almost wonders almost strikes me as a is it an operational budget type thing like you know because you've been working on something for a couple of years you need to generate some revenue yeah and again that's what i'm you saying know? you know i'm not going to knock them completely at the end no, of the day no. if they know folks are out there you know wanting the jet and you know it's time to start collecting a return on your investment or at least a damn thing. That's fine. I'm just, you know, my perspective as an aviation enthusiast and as a flight simmer, you know, that have flown some of the more complex platforms out there. It's like going backwards to me. So yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. It's like the MD11 with TFDI. Yeah, yeah. Which I cop that, so I can't say that. <laughs> I just, no, I a, just wanted that number, man. I wanted that special number. But right, there's man. a lot of people tore up about that one too. Really? Yeah, about the fact that you're pre-buying something that's not going to be here to the end of the year. Yeah, I so. don't know. I mean, like when you put it in the perspective of, you know, other industries and and other products out there in the world, it's done all the time, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You know, you can pre-order the freaking iPhone before it releases and, and all the other things that are out there, but I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> what did he say? He said it could be a paper airplane with E-Jet written on it. It was That's exactly right. You know that really, MD-11 is going to come correct. Yeah, that is, I'm not worried about TFDI. Those guys. I ain't those guys and gals and Everyone else I on that team. I forgot what number I was. Like five seventy seven. Damn, are you five seventy seven? Something like that. Five five hundred and something was my number. Are those random numbers, or is that like sequential? No. Well, the pre-release TFDI did. They sold a thousand collectors editions of the MD eleven. And, a th- and they and they all sold out. The the collectors, and then you could pre-buy the other versions. So, like, I was 573 or so. I have to look it up in the Discord. But but what that also gave you was, like, a um, a couple extra channels in their Discord. Like, if they have an update, they'll throw it in there first before they release it out. But, um, 
That's pretty cool. I mean, make your money, man. Um, I'll never I, knock anyone for nah. uh, figuring out ways to make money, especially in this economy. Um, <clears throat> but that's true, man. You remember back in it, like Johnny says, folks pre order stuff all the time. Like, like, yeah, it's like Call of Duty back when it, GameStop was GameStop, you know. But here's the thing. Midnight releases. <laughs> I remember standing online for a lot of those. Man, man. I did that one time. I'm like, heck no. <laughs> Especially it was a Friday night. Shoot, can't tell me anything. Like Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops or something. Hell, I used to work at a grocery store that was like 100 yards from the GameStop. So really? if I had like an overnight shift or something, or a late shift, I should say, right after that, we go right 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 on the other side of the parking lot that's crazy to uh to go stand in that line and pre-buy some games anyway i digress i think though the difference with that is like you know you're getting a uh you're physically getting you're physically getting yeah. a product or you know they're gonna come correct even if in this day and age you're you're gonna download it still but it's call of duty right yeah. or it's apple like you know you're not getting something that's not quite finished or broken or whatever it is this this is a little bit different for me, man. It's a little bit different for me. If PMDG had a pre-buy thing, again, they're a little bit more known. You know they're going to come correct, although they have their own sets of issues that we talk about every now and again. Some of those other, you know, experienced and, you know, developers that have been in the game for quite some time is a little bit different. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that I'd be pre-buying anything from from flight sim studio again it's not a knock on them personally although i heard they were taking shots at some of the other developers out there but <laughs> oh really uh, yeah man it was some there was some there was some heated conversations on the forums um today about them i think in their video or whatever it was one of their developers was showcasing things and like taking shots at some of the other developers out there Underhand that's, crap. That's not good, though. Uh, it's, it, again, it's stupid. It makes no it sense. Anyways, small niche community. It's you, you don't do stuff like that. Uh, anyways, what I am excited about is the EJFs coming to X Plane 12. Oh. I think X Plane 11, too, right? Uh, yep. For X Crafts. Yep. So X Plane EJFs now available. Uh, I forgot they made the. Uh, their X Plane 11 versions compatible to so I, I may mess with those in a bit. I thought about it. I don't, I've never, oh, you don't it, have them. Oh, I would just wait then. That's kind of what I was going to do. And I was like, well, let's just get the 11. Yeah, I would just wait. But it's coming, man. They, they, they're making great progress. It looks incredible. Yeah. Um, again, definitely one that I know is going to come correct. And if they had a pre buy, I may consider doing that, you know? Yeah, because you you know you know what you're going to get from these these folks. They've been in the game for a while. They've proven themselves. They have a great track record. Their EJet series across their other X Plane versions are are pretty um are, are really great to be honest. So I, I I'm waiting for those. Yeah. I'm waiting for yeah. those. I'm, I'm definitely going to be good as well. Those definitely going to be good. Uh, yep, slander fest on their stream. Yeah, I, I heard about that. They were they were streaming and slandering folks left and right. It was ridiculous. And, and um, I ain't even gonna say it. Gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! 
Listen, man, we're at the hour marker. Man. That's crazy. Already? <laughs> Freaking ridiculous. That's every time. Like, every time. Like, hey, we don't gonna, have to go too long. We're going to come on and touch on a few topics and, and jump off this thing an hour and four minutes later. Did we even um, get through half of them? <laughs> yeah, we got through most of them. I think Did we it? got through most of them. I think the only things we have less left on here, we do want to talk about, like, airliner ops for a minute i know you know real world <laughs> since the last time we were on our good buddies at southwest were uh having some difficulties with Man, their struggle with their operations that was unfortunate and you know first of all i, I want to say this uh, for those of you that follow big earn on his socials man what a guy what a guy like, he, he, he came on Almost as if, you know, he, he was president and CEO of Southwest. Man, apologized. And apologized to his Patreons, to his customers, to, you know, the folks out here that, that follow him across his socials. I mean. Even the like, employees that had to deal with it. Yeah, man. Like, rolled I'm up his sleeves and got out there and was helping, you know, to contribute towards finding a solution. That's what I want to highlight. I don't want to highlight the issue Southwest had. I think. No. Those in, across the industry know about it, and, and maybe those of you listening were even impacted by it personally. It was unfortunate. It was during the holidays. It sucked. Um, but, you know, it, it was what it was. What I want to highlight is, like, the folks over at Southwest, including Big Earn, that actually rolled up their sleeves as dug employees in. and dug in to help figure this out and get folks to where they needed to go. Like, that, that, that is, you know, at the end of the day, like, there are lots of folks out there, you know, who go in and punch a clock and and, and go home. Like, that's the, that's the extent of their job. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, there are roles and there are positions and there are different things for different folks within the organization. And, you know, as long as you're doing your job, you're, you're doing your job. And I don't think that's an issue. But then there are others that stand out and actually take things to the next level. And I had to shout it out because obviously Big Earn's a fan of the podcast fan of the show we've had him on here last year you know so i definitely wanted to take some time to highlight that to shout out big earn for all that he did through that you know that unfortunate situation operational wise with with southwest and and some of his uh his colleagues and partners out there that rolled up your sleeves to to help see this through i think they're out of it for the most part there's some things from a technology standpoint that they need to work on and have committed to improve so that something like this doesn't happen again in the future. Um, but, you know, they are. Uh, you can't they're fix there. something they're until it there. breaks. Yeah. I think the concern, too, and again, won't get too much into the negative press around it. But the concern is if you read some of the articles, like folks within the organization, especially at the operations and the operations leadership level, have been highlighting this as a potential issue for years now. Um, and it, it, it's reared its ugly head before, but I think this is the worst day that they've actually seen it. And I think that's sort of why, like, there's a lot of negative, obviously the situation itself is going to create negative press and, Mm. and, and, you know, negative feelings towards the, the company itself, but, not to um, mention loss of revenue. Yeah. That's the other part. But, uh, listen, at the end of the day, they've, they've committed to fixing the issue and sure it doesn't happen again. Like when you think when you think about like how complex it is to run an airline, like it's 
I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like I you think about either. all the crew and equipment from airplanes to tugs and, and everything else that goes into that stuff that you have to keep track of and, you know, move around across the country. Hotels. Hotels I mean, and all those other things that go into the operations of running an airline. Like, it's no wonder that it doesn't happen more frequently, to be honest. Absolutely. Like, flat out incredible. Um, yeah, I th- that's the only thing I wanted to touch on as it re- related to that. Uh, shout out to Big Earn. Shout out to the folks there over at Southwest. And then, last but not least, I wanted to plug Flight Sim Expo. So, uh, Flight Sim Expo is back in person this year. Um, be here before and, we know it, too. Holy shit. Yeah, smokes. man. June will be here before you know it. Houston, Texas, uh, in June. June. And I was supposed to be putting up these banners throughout the show. I completely forgot. Uh, June 23rd through the 25th at the Lone Star Flight Museum. Um, there's a unique aspect to this year's flight sim um, in that they're going to have it in two different locations. So Friday will be the actual initial events over at the Doubletree um, at the Houston Hobby. So that'll cover like the seminars and the product reveals. Uh, and then um, to get some of the experience as it relates to the hands-on exhibit. Um, and even some uh, demo flights that they're going to be doing this year. Uh, that will be over at the Lone Star Flight Museum on Saturday the 24th and Sunday the 25th. So registration is now open. You can find all the information over on our um, Close Traffic Podcast website. Uh, and then at the very top, we have a link to uh, FS Expo 2023. Uh, we are certainly planning to be there. Um, you know, can't wait to uh interact and, and meet some of you uh in person. Johnny says buy all Boeings. <laughs> buy all. <laughs> there was some like there was some uh talk a few years ago about Southwest looking at Airbuses, but I don't know what happened to that. Those fell through. It would be weird to see Southwest and Airbus colors. Southwest, Southwest and Airbus Southbus. colors. <laughs> that, would that would be weird as hell, man. Like saying jet blue in a seven three. Yeah, exactly. Like those two wouldn't just wouldn't look right. Or spirit in a seven three. Eh, it, no. Yeah. No. I think out of all the other ones, you could get accustomed to that though. Oh, Although you no, wouldn't man. see that anymore because again, jet blue bottom, but <laughs> I think it would be really, really weird it would, to see man. that. It'd be extremely weird. Anyway, definitely want to see you guys over. Check uh, at uh, at uh, in Houston uh, in June for FS Expo. Registration is now open. Go on, take a look. And last but not least, shout out to our uh, our partners over at uh, Extreme Flight Simulation. Uh, definitely check out their website. Links to their website uh, is over on our website as well. Um, Extreme Flight Simulation uh, is a uh, uh, in person hands on experience as it relates to flight simulation. Try hand over at flying a 737. Um, I think they've got a couple of uh, fighter jets in there as well. They've got some VR experiences there as well. Um, a couple of other things. They're located in Chicago. So if you're ever in the area or nearby, definitely go and check them out. Um, and I believe they will be uh, at Flight Sim Expo as well. So um, definitely uh, check them out over there. Man. <laughs> I think Ooh. that is a show, bud. What do you say? I think that is me. a show. Definitely want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. 
um, kicking off the year with us. Hope you guys have been well. Uh, <laughs> Charlie's been sick too, by the way. He, he mustered up and and uh, and uh, struggle bus. Struggle bus is way to be on the show today. So I appreciate him, appreciate him uh, for not letting me do this by myself. But <laughs> uh, all is well. Wishing Johnny a speedy recovery on his side as well. Man, anything you want to say? Any parting words from you? I'm good. Awesome. Awesome. Regional Jets. Yuck. Sorry so late. Oh, what's going on, man? Our good buddy over at, um, eh, I don't want to say his airline, but you guys know who he flies for. Our good buddy, Rob. <laughs> what's going on, man? What is going on? If you guys missed our last show, man, Rob was live from the flight deck. In the man. middle of his turn. He came on the show live from the flight deck. Put a twinkle in everybody's eye. Put a twinkle in everyone's eye, literally. That was awesome. And and spent a couple uh, minutes with us on the last show, man. So, again, we appreciate you for that. Hope your year is off to a great start. Hope flying has been well for you. Hope they're not working you too hard over there. And uh, we appreciate your support as always. Man, that's going to do it for us. I think until next time, you all uh, continue to be safe out there. Check us out on the closedtrafficpodcast.com. We'll have links to all of our uh, socials and ways for you all to connect with us offline. Until next time, keep the blue side up. We'll see you. See you.